This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast from Finlayson, Finlayson, Pine Lake, Pine Lake, however you want to call it. We're in northern Minnesota, not all the way north, but we're nor- more north than the Twin Cities, less north than Canada, but just a little bit south I of Duluth. I can promise you for other, all of our southern friends, we are very north. We are very much north of where you're listening live in Florida today or where you're listening across the internet. We don't have no idea where you're at, but we're so grateful you've tuned in. Yes. Make sure you let us know you're listening. Contact us on iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. That's right, Jim. And they can also call our listener line, which is um, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And there we just encourage our listeners to leave us a, a short testimonial. We put those on our website sometimes. Um, we use them to encourage other people that are just asking, well, what are the takeaways people are getting? Or maybe they have a story they want to share about how God is impacting their workplace through their life, and they can share with us there about that. The testimonies. We know that God is moving across the country in workplaces all over the country. We want to hear that story, those stories. If you hear a great story, we want to hear it so we can see whether we can make it fit on I Work For Him. Check us out online, iwork4him.com. I don't know why, but I'm constantly amazed how God is waking up the body of Christ all over the United States to the idea that their workplace is their mission field. There are groups everywhere discipling people to understand this, and so many groups out there in different cities who are specifically discipling Christ-following business owners for them to recognize their workplace as a ministry place. It's just stinking exciting. <laughs> Today, Martha and I travel to Finlayson, Minnesota, Finlayson, Minnesota, or Pine Lake, as Artie would say, to meet with Ken and Artie Johnson. They've got a ministry of Christian network teams. This ministry is almost 30 years. Is it over 30 years or 30 years? 30 years old. Almost 30. Almost 30 years old and has touched hundreds of lives and therefore thousands of lives all over Minnesota. We first met Ken and Artie at the Museum of the Bible when we were there in March of this year. We can't wait for you to hear their story. Ken and Artie Johnson, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. What a privilege that you came to talk to us. Well, we're excited (laughs) to be around your kitchen table looking out over Pine Lake, right, Artie? Correct. All right. 
Artie said, hey, I had no idea I was signing up for a radio show. I said, how many years have you been married? 54 years, I think she said. And I said, well, you signed up for this 54 years ago. <laughs> so knew we, better. Uh, we always love to hear at the beginning of every show, how did you come to be a Christ follower? So I'm going to ask Artie first, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? I was raised in this area, grew up on the farm, and uh, we went. our church was at the same little country school that I went to five days a week. Then Sunday was church. And we had only a lay uh, pastor, and the only thing we did was study the Bible. I guess that wasn't too bad after all. We right. we maybe had a little bit too much uh, law, but uh, uh-huh. Grace came in uh, as well. But, so when I was seven years old, I was at Bible camp, which is not too far from Pine Lake. And I realized that just because my parents were followers of Christ, that didn't make me a follower. And I chose to... Uh, make that decision and ask Christ to be head of my heart and life. And uh, that has stuck with me very strong all these years. Hmm. That's fantastic. We're going to hear how you and Ken met. But first, Ken Johnson, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I was raised in a family of nine and uh, number seven in the chopping order. And, oh, uh, man, so the bathwater was very dirty by the time yeah, you got oh, to it. Oh, my word, the <laughs> ring, yeah, that's uh, good recognize that. But uh, we, uh, we were grateful that parents that were believers and uh, so from the time we could remember we were at church whether it was Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday uh, we were there we might go there sometime because the lights were on it was just a janitor clean <laughs> but uh, but early age uh, kind of in a Sunday school class a teacher spent time with us little guys and mm-hmm. I think I was about eight years old came to a realization of as already said because my mom and dad were Christians did not automatically make me a Christian. Right. So I came to a relationship with the Lord at that time. Now, is that up here or where, where were you? That would Part of the country. That would be in St. Paul. In St. Paul. Uh-huh. Saint wow. St. Paul was a little bit different back then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talk about how did you guys meet then? Ken, I'll let you tell the story and then we'll let Artie fill in the cracks that you'd leave. Yeah, she, uh, she'll clear it up. But uh, <laughs> we were uh, actually uh, both singing in the Billy Graham Choir. At the State Fairgrounds in uh, Minnesota and uh, enjoyed that uh, opportunity. Yes, most people don't realize that Billy Graham got a start right here in Minneapolis at Youth for Christ. Right, right. So this was uh, 1961. And uh, uh, I think Artie needs to pick up the story about this time, how we met. All right, Artie. Because she was not singing bass as I was. Yeah. And uh, so... Um. Cliff Barrows came up to the loudspeaker to, at quite when the choir was practicing and said, would uh, Arta Swanson meet Dave behind the choir loft after the service? And I thought, hmm, I thought the friend Dave that I'd kind of been seeing was in California. Oh. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Well, a little later I got a tap on the shoulder and it was a cousin Dave. He said, did you get my message? I said, oh, was that you? He said, well, I've got someone that I'd like you to meet. I work with his brother, and I'd like you to meet him. So after the service, uh, Dave introduced Ken and I, and we went to, um, what was it, Uncle John's Pancake House on Snelling and 36th, and we've been 
hanging out ever since. She just yeah, crumbled. She just crumbled right down. There. <laughs> <laughs> mean, so do you have pancakes you on your anniversary or anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> you just crumbled. That's what you mean. Yeah. Inside, yeah. you just yeah. melted yeah. in Artie's presence. <laughs> that's right. Hey, we're in Finlayson, Minnesota. Actually, as Artie would say, Pine Lake, Minnesota, as we talk with Ken and Artie Johnson. They've got a ministry, ChristianNetworkTeams.com, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. I'm so excited for you to check them out online. I really want you to check it out. ChristianNetworkTeams.com. This is something you could start in your area, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. All right, Ken, when you hear, I work for him, what does it mean to you? Well, just what, uh, pretty clear, I work for him. God owns it all, and uh, it's a privilege to work. Uh, God ordained it. And uh, it's wonderful. Some people initially found people would work eight to five and then go do ministry. Mm -hmm. We say in our ministry, our ministry is our business and our business is our ministry. That's our motto. Our ministry is our business and our business is our ministry. So we just feel that eight to five or whatever the hours are, that Mm -hmm. that is your ministry. And what God has put you and and, uh, that's your field. Mm, that's great. So we met you guys earlier this year. We were at the Museum of the Bible at a um, an event together, and we tell our listeners a lot about the Museum of the Bible. So I want to just take a moment and get your take on the Museum of the Bible. Let our listeners know um, what to, what the experience was like for you and um, why they should maybe make it a part of their next uh, trip. Artie. Well, I thought it was fantastic. I, just amazing to me that anyone could gather that much information mm-hmm. so creatively put it together. Mm-hmm. And especially for God to open the doors for them to be right in the heart of D.C. in an environment that isn't necessarily Christ-centered uh, too often. Right. And so it was just a wonderful experience. What was your favorite thing that you saw? Oh, what did they call it? It was kind of like you went in this... Uh, room and you leaned into this I don't know what yes. you call it but it flight no. it was like a virtual flight yeah and yes. you went to see all of the places in DC where there was scripture inscribed in the artwork or in the walls or someplace mm-hmm. so you took a f- flight very fast our son and his family were there a week and a half ago and it was not working and they were oh, so disappointed man. And they just happened to see a man come out of there uh, later in the day, and they asked him about it. And he had just—he was a repair man, had come there from Florida, and gotten it working. And so he took them. Oh wow! The five of them, or the four of them, and one other lady, and they had a personal tour of that. Uh, exhibit. Oh, I agree. That was fabulously done. And um, our, and Ken, what about you? I, I would have to agree with that. Uh, to know how that scripture, as you took that flight, yes. how they did that, I don't know, but it was so real. And, and the places that you went to uh, where the scripture is embedded all over yeah. all over D.C. What a foundation we, we have. We easily forget that there is scripture in so much of our um, background for our country. All right, when we come back, lots more with Ken and Artie Johnson. Check them out online, christiannetworkteams.com. Ken and Artie, we met them at the Museum of the Bible. It was part of a whole weekend we had in D.C. earlier this year, which you guys have all heard about. It was an evening, it was a weekend hosted by FCCI, Mm -hmm. the Fellowship of Companies for Christ International. Okay, Ken, Artie, we're here to talk about Christian Network Teams. You had something you want to correct me on because you said I said something wrong or I'm, I'm drawing too much attention to you. No, it, uh, <laughs> right, but it uh, 
CNT, as we go by the call letters, a little easier than Christian Network teams, but uh, is bigger than Artie and I, and a uh, number of men and good board people, as well in Tennessee, as mm-hmm. well as Minnesota. So we have some wonderful companies in Tennessee, and uh, they're, they're serving the Lord in a tremendous way uh, through that. And we, so we assemble there. We have a men's retreat down in uh, Tennessee in the spring, and uh, we'll have a gathering now come uh, October down there. It's a that. great time to be in Tennessee for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. When we were off, off the air getting ready for the show, you kept saying, hey, uh, this is Artie's fault. This is Artie's fault. It was her idea. Christian Network Teams was her idea. Well, why don't you tell that story? And the reason I keep saying Christian Network Teams and not CNT is that on the web, it's ChristianNetworkTeams.com. Yeah. So we want to make sure people are looking that up online. That's right. How, how's the story? How is this Artie's deal? Well, when I, when I say that, she's been a vital part when there's been a group of men uh, that she's come alongside the spouses, the wives. And sometimes, you know, the the man, he brings it all home and, and, and dumps it. Sometimes? A lot of times. Okay, yeah. almost all the time. All the times. And so they like it that the men have a place where they can do and dump that with other men that have like-mindedness. So the, the wives, they have different needs and things they like, and Artie has identified with that and done a good job bringing the wives together in a, in a different setting. And so I think that's a vital part. And she's been of encouragement when I say, I don't know about this. She said, well, have you thought of this? So she uh, she is a vital part of why there is a CNT or Christian Network teams today. Artie, speak to that just a little bit as to why you think that God has given you some ability to speak into um, Ken when he's d- trying to discern things. Well, I think the Lord gave me the gift of organization. Mm-hmm. And so I can, he's talking about some event, and I said, well, we've already got three things that day. And so I can kind of picture on a timeline where we're going, and that's helpful. Yes. And also I tend to be detail-oriented, and so he needs that. Mm-hmm. Little reminders here and there that this uh, needs to be thought about. And so I, I guess that's where I fit. Mm-hmm. So step us back a little bit. Where did the idea for Christian Network Teams come from? Because as you said, off the air, you were running some guy's telephone company. And how, how did you go from that to where we are today? Uh, prior to that, I was with the phone company. And then his company was uh, remanufactured, settling oxygen, welding equipment, medical regulators. So it was a company with about 30 employees. And the owner, uh, who was an engineer by trade, wanted to go to Africa for a year and use his skills to help the missionaries get power back. Their, their generators were down. And uh, so I kidded him, and I said, why don't you go do that, and I'll run your business. Well, I didn't know that much about the business, but it materialized. And so he went. Now, this was before cell phones and communications that way, so I, I couldn't get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I contacted some men. I said, you want to be part of a group of business owners or those that are running business and come together and support one another, encourage one another, and uh, share ideas because uh, that'll happen. Because I've seen it across, the gentleman will say, I've got this situation that's really bugging me. What am I doing? Someone across the table said, well, listen, I had that six months ago. Here's what I did. And so that was where we got to start with that group. Those were God-fearing men. These were men that that loved the Lord. Yeah, they were God-fearing men and wanted to 
do what's best in their business. And, uh, you know, just some of their background, one was a, th- a 3M vice president, mm-hmm. and uh, they were different walks of, walks of life and manufacturing business. And so it, it, it was delightful and encouraging to me that they wanted to do it. And, uh, and that, so that was the idea started in about 1980. And wow. that particular group meets monthly yet. And, uh, so let's talk to that for a minute because you, at the time, you really only needed like a year of, correct. I mean, you, you, your turn time frame for the business you were helping correct. was only a year. Did you uh, ever imagine that that group would stay together even to the year two? Probably not. But uh, because they wanted to, and mm-hmm. and I more and more gravitated to that. So after <clears throat> seven years of being vice president of that little company, I, when Chuck was feeling good one day, I said, Chuck, I got something I want to share. I said, what's that? I said, I think I'm going to leave the business and dedicate my time to that kind of a ministry. And he says, wonderful. I'll support it. And uh, mm. so that's that launched working in full. I'd want to say full time because wherever I've been, I felt it's full time. Sure. You know, whether it's the business or what, it's full time for the Lord. Sure. Already when Ken came home and said, by the way, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go full time into discipling Christian business people. What did you say? I think I was very supportive. I, I mean, I knew his heart. Uh, my dad thought he was crazy, but because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a good job at the telephone company, and that was, felt like a pretty secure position for his daughter. I was the only girl, so he had to make sure I got taken sure. care of. <clears throat> but um, I w- don't think I was that nervous about it. Mm. It was a faith step for sure. So I'm just curious, you know, you, when you shared that with the owner, obviously he'd seen the fruit of what was happening in those groups. So he was able to support it a lot easier because he saw your heart and the fruit of that meeting, don't you think? Correct. Yes. And and he was part of a Christian businessman, CBMC for a okay. number of years. So he knew the marketplace and, and, the, and the needs in the marketplace. So it was... Uh, it was, uh, thank you, Lord. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. The marketplace has changed a lot since you first started that first group in 1980 and then eventually spun off Christian Network teams almost 30 years ago. I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, the Internet hadn't even been created yet. Actually, it had been, but nobody knew about it yet. I mean, the Internet, just the uh, influx of now that, I mean, 55% of the workforce is women now, and you've got, you just have all these generations working together. I mean, it's it's a different place today. How have you, how has Christian Network Teams and your whole team of, of leaders adjusted to all of the changes you've seen over the last 30 years? It's it's not easy. It's a, a big step, but I think it's, but also it, it seems fast, but it's somewhat gradual. And uh I remember when we put out notices to all the men by fax, and that oh, fax yeah. machine cranked all day. And now you can, you know, I can notify them. So, uh, you know, I do good share of the communicating by the Internet yes. right here on Pine Lake, whether it's in Tennessee or Florida or Arizona. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, that's, so that's pretty good. That helps tremendously. So what are you trying to accomplish with the members that you have right now? 
Well, I, I believe it is to recognize that their ministry is their business and their business is their ministry and that uh, God's called them to that. It, and so even be mindful with the people that he puts in their employment to be a witness. And mm-hmm. so much of the time it's not what he says, but the lifestyle he leads and, and, they, and the demonstration of that and the care given for the employee you know that reaching out to them and helping them in so many ways it's uh, that's the big factor i think Artie, share a story you you're on the outside you're on the background you're supporting the ministry that's going on what is what have been like what's one story have you saw of a business person whose life was really turned around because of their involvement in Christian network team where you watched them from the beginning to the end and wow the transformation they saw because of Christ what what did you see boy there's a lot of uh, stories out there trying to picture which one would be an appropriate one. Probably I'm going to pick a story that isn't tightly related to CNT, but uh, we had a neighbor when we lived in Lake Elmo, and uh, I had started a Bible, ladies' Bible study, and we had about 25 women coming. And one of the ladies' uh, husband was had his own business and was really a challenge, and so Ken started meeting with him one-on-one, and they met for a number of years. And he was always uh, pretty tightly controlling everything. And then when it really went south and he couldn't control it all, it was a real low time for him. And Ken was uh, used in the middle of all of that. There was a, a good friend of ours who was a federal judge, and our friend that was uh, struggling in his business that went across state lines. So when it was taken to court because of a name change or someone, another company grabbed his name, there mm-hmm. was three people, and Ken happened to be the middleman. He knew all three men that were on the case. And when we come back, the rest of that story and how God intervened there, and lots more from Ken and Artie Johnson from ChristianNetworkTeams.com, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. You're listening to I Work For Him at Finlayson, Minnesota, or Finlayson, Minnesota, or there's so many different ways to say it. It just depends on which part of, whether you're Norwegian or Swedish or German. It depends on how you want to say it, but it doesn't matter. We're we're with Ken and Artie Johnson, and those names are easy to say. (laughs) And... Artie was right in the middle of a story of, of transformation in a guy's life as he's heading to court. He was heading to court, and he was just um, beside himself, really, because another big company had taken his name. He just had a small uh, grain transfer company, and a big company had come in, and there was his name, and he didn't know what he was going to do and try to fight that. Well, he really couldn't fight it except that it was taken to court and our friend who was the federal judge on the case uh, Ken knew all three uh, sides of it but you know it really ended up being a blessing he just chose a similar different name and was compensated very well from the big company for uh, taking his name and in the process he really had to trust the Lord he couldn't he knew he couldn't fix it on his own uh, that God had to intervene Ken, there's got to be stories like that over the years where you've just seen God work miraculously in the lives of your members. Talk to us about the makeup of your members, and maybe we'll get one of those stories. Who, What kind of people are in Christian network teams? Because you've got teams all over Minnesota now, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Who is a perfect member for <clears throat> Christian network teams? Well, someone who's willing and sees a need, whatnot, and a lot of times it's not... Uh, 
on their platter even to think about that. But when they do, then they say, aha, this is something that will help me. So uh, a lot of times it's it's another person passing it on. Right, a they're, referral. They're the best ones, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's right. And, uh, but you're talking <clears throat> business owners, business leaders. they got to be a business owner? Professionals. professionals. One that where it fits right now, I don't know, is, is a, a doctor and a trauma doctor, mm. Regions Hospital, and taking beyond, you know, doing the patching up and sewing up and all. But he's seen so many come in that are either shot or knifed from the gangs. Right. A burden to, okay, I'm a trauma surgeon, but into the into the neighborhood, mm-hmm. he's done a fantastic job. And uh, so that's taking his skills and all, but his ministry there. And you know several of the people that are touched by that, as I saw on one of your websites recently here uh, about a man. So it's, it's it. I could tell you a story about that that just blows my mind when I think of it, that this doc, doctor <clears throat> got about 20 calls on his phone. What's, what is this? What is, because he gives out his cell phone number. Mm. And he finally traced it to figure out where, why are these calls? And it was a person in a jail. So, he searched out. He went to the jail and uh, told the man, he said, you've been calling me 25 times. He said, I'm not calling you. He showed him, and it was one number off from his girlfriend. And the doctor says, well, here, as long as I'm at the, here with you in the jail, would you like to talk? And they talked. And make a long story, that man came to Christ. Uh. Here are the doctors visiting him. Sometime later... He still was in jail. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll back up a little bit. The doctor, you know, a weekend, just trauma, trauma. He had this woman come, older woman come in that had been in a, ran into the back of a, a truck, mm-hmm. terrible shape. And he worked on her for five hours to save her life. Shortly thereafter, he got a phone call from the jail yet and says, doctor, doctor, my mother's been in a bad accident. I don't know if she's going to make it. The doctor says to him, uh, I just worked on your mother for five hours. She's going to be okay. Wow. Anyway, that particular gentleman now is a strong believer and involved in ministry. And so that doctor took his practice outside beyond. He sure did. The, so that, that was one story that's so fresh it just happened. And yeah. that's and that's so amazing because again you are helping in your groups helping them to connect that and encouraging them to take that step of faith right. mm-hmm. that leads to that. So when we've talked about you have all these members and all these groups, are you leading all of them? I, I facilitate five groups. Okay. And uh, there are other groups, several okay. other groups, but those five I facilitate. I'm not the guru with the answers. The better answers come from their from their peers. But uh, in just facilitating, keep it on track, and keep it scripturally orientated. So where do those groups have openings? Like, if, I mean, if somebody listening today to the show goes, I want to be involved in a Christian Network Teams group in the Twin Cities, do your groups have openings? Yes, they do. Okay, so what cities do those groups meet in? Well, they meet in, uh, you know, the greater Twin City area. Why not? But list some of the cities. Cities, oh, uh, Lake Elmo, Stillwater, Eden Prairie, uh, Anoka. Uh, Wayzata, uh, 
just to name some okay. of them. All right. And then you've got another person working underneath you that's also got some teams meeting. Yes. We, we're set up kind of like we kind of have franchises. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dick Nelson, who has been a member of CNT and a board member since we started, and uh, he sold his business and found that this was just a nice niche for him to have a group. And he has a wonderful model group of, uh, of men in the Elk River, Anoka general area there. And uh, it, it it's wonderful. So someone who has sold their business or whatnot and just going to, you know. Look at what's next what's and how next? God can use them, right? Yeah, They've got all right. that experience. Right. And then the ability to just feed into other men around right. a round table. Right. Mm-hmm. Artie, as you have seen this ministry, uh, Christian Network Teams, and people, you can find it online. As we talk with Ken and Artie Johnson from Christian Network Teams, check it out online, christiannetworkteams.com. Artie, as you've seen this ministry mature over almost 30 years, what has been... Like, what's one highlight as you've seen the ministry grow from the initial idea to where it is today? What's been one of the really cool things that you like, wow, I'm so glad we do this as part of our ministry today? Well, I think everything we do is centered around people. If we don't get to know the people and love the people, then we're just spinning our wheels. And so we always, everything we do has something about who will it, whose life will we be able to touch. So that's the way we think. Do you get to do social things with your members? Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's probably where, where some of the real, I mean, when you get relationships involved, that's when you start to see some really cool stuff going on. Correct. Yeah. So there's certain things like a golf outing, golf golf tournament, you know, low key. It's not for Prizes whatever. It's, it's not a fundraiser. Yeah. It's a fun raiser. Fun raiser. And uh, so those kinds of things are helpful. What about with the couples though? Do you guys ever do couples activities? Get the get the the guys the guys that are involved in the Christian Network teams get their spouses and do a get together for them to get to know each other in their marriages outside of the businesses. We do uh, probably somewhat limited way, but we have like a Christmas gathering with the, mm-hmm. the spouses and or maybe a summertime uh, or different things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Not not deeply organized, but uh, they know that way they're. We have an event maybe where there's a speaker and they get a little idea of what happens at a meeting. Okay. So, Artie, we had spoken earlier that you have a ministry to the wives. What does that look like? Are you Is it organized? Is it once a month just like the men? Or what are you doing with that? Uh, it's not overly organized. Uh-huh. One thing when you work with CEOs and business people, they don't have a lot of free time. Right. And uh, so, and they're typically not looking for too many more social events mm-hmm. by the time they keep up with their family and their responsibilities and their companies. Um, I have not done it regularly, but it's, you know, maybe three, four times a year we've done something, met for lunch and uh, maybe gone to see some at the Arboretum or, you know, done a few things like mm-hmm. that. But um, they're very busy, especially now as we've gotten older and we have grandchildren. So it's hard to get into their calendar. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, calendars get crazy. But what kinds of things do you think that the wives are, what do they need? What are they, um, what did you see as a as a niche that you could help fill? Just answering questions, encouraging them, um, what, what is it? 
probably encouragement and okay. relationships. Um, I think most of the wives are very happy that their husband is in CNT because it's a place for the husband to share his heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think almost 100% they're happy that their husbands are involved. That's great. All right, Ken, so let's talk about the benefits of being in Christian network teams. And again, you said CNT. We're talking online, christiannetworkteams.com, christiannetworkteams.com, because people are listening today across the country. And when they hear this, they're thinking, hmm, maybe that's something I could do in my area. You're willing to franchise anywhere in the country, right? Correct. And you've got curriculum that, that, or discussion materials. I mean, what exactly, if somebody says, I want to start a CNT, a Christian network team in my area, what are they going to get? I mean, what kind of guidance are they going to get from you? Well, it's, uh, I like the question because we're in the still, as though we're 30 years old, still in the development for that. And I think the next level will will be developing that. We're looking at some of that now. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's, yep. there's material out there that others have designed and made available. Just like what you're doing. You're networking us all together and right. uh, making that available. What you're doing is fantastic. And uh, so I... Uh, just another time is just come, come join us and sit in and and. Uh Next time we'll do that. We'll actually come one of your meeting days and try to hit hit over a lunch where we can get yeah. five or ten of your business people yeah. to share some of their stories. But th- it's available anywhere in the country. I mean, if somebody wants to start a Christian network team, they can right. talk to you. Okay. And the best way to get a hold of you on your website, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. Correct. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the experience. What. What are your, in, in a meeting, like how long are your meetings? They're, they're monthly, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. And how long are the meetings on a monthly basis? Our meetings last uh, about three hours. And uh, the format of the meeting is you come together and there's, you know, light talk. We come together. Then then uh, we have one with devotional. You get into the word, something that's uh, critical, uh, timely for that time. And then the host has a period of time to bring us up to date on what's going on in their life, so it's a focus on them. And then the latter part is kind of roundtable, updating from our previous meetings. And so so we're not highly structured that way as far as uh, uh, curriculum and all, but it keeps it in the Word and uh, what they have. And so the time just goes zip by, <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's well worth it. All right, so when we come back, we're going to ask some more questions, but I really want you to think, Ken, before we come back about, okay, when I ask this question, when we come back, what kind of miracles have you seen Christ do through your members because they're part of Christian network teams? We're talking with Ken and Artie Johnson right here, broadcasting on location on Pine Lake. That's right. It is beautiful today. The windows are open. We can see the lake and all the trees, and it's just a gorgeous day in it's Minnesota. It's fantastic. And we're talking with Ken and Artie Johnson. These guys have a ministry called ChristianNetworkTeams.com, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. Make sure you check it out. If you are looking for a Christ-centered business roundtable discussion group. This is a place for you. Uh, If you have a business and you want to get involved in a discussion with other businessmen about how do you run your business? What's it look like putting Jesus at the center? How does it, what does it look like to make be a Christ follower, make that kind of decision? Those are the kinds of things that that are getting talked about all the time. Mm -hmm. Ken, I know that um, Artie said off the air that there was something you forgot. Oh, in the course of our meetings, uh, periodically we have, I call it a resource presenter feeling the need at that point of someone on this particular subject or life's experience and bring them in and uh, that that is vital 
and uh, really helps mm. them along the way. So it's uh, it's like a mini seminar, and if they want to go the next step with it, they can do that on their own. But that's uh, been a very, very important part of, of what we're doing. And a lot of times it's uh, that person becomes a member of the Christian network teams. <laughs> Talk to me about what you've seen Christ do. What kind of miracles have you witnessed over 30 years as you've poured your life into men over all these years? And I'm sure you've had hundreds and hundreds of different members over those years. What kind of miracles have you seen God do in those hearts? Well, that's a good question, and I think about it a little bit, but I think I've seen the their focus of why they're there is mm-hmm. probably a big part of it. You know, they're looking at versus just making gadgets and gadgets, but it's uh, do that. Uh, for example, down in, in, in Chattanooga, Charles Moreau and his partner, Louis, uh, you know, they, they make, tufting machines which makes carpet mm. the carpet yes. we're, we're sitting on right here or standing on probably came off one of their machines 70 hmm. some percent of the carpet made in the u.s comes off their machines but they've put a book together about the history of tufting because it's two or three generations that they've been involved but woven through that book is their christian testimony and that and they ship these around the world so their their story, uh, not only about the design and the coming together, making that machine, but Christ's involvement in their business. You come up to their company and etched in the glass it says Proverbs three, five, and six, mm-hmm. and then these you know there might be a group from China going into their place, but they they have uh, in that story they they get that. And I think that that's a big that was one that comes to mind now as you ask that question. I love that. And, and I'm sure there's so many stories that gets overwhelming because you're like, I got to filter through to pick out just one. But let's talk about where the Lord's heading next with Christian network teams. As you, let's just look at this next year. What would you like to see the Lord do in your teams this next year? What, what, what's one of the biggest hopes that you have for the members of Christian network teams? Well, I, I think it's always to keep it vital and fresh and, and where it's going. And right now we're sorting out what the next step would be uh, because I'm getting older now. And uh, uh, so it's, it's a, that's a critical event is where we go from here. And as God would lead, uh, that's what we pray for his miracle to show just where that ought to be. And uh, uh, so that, in answering your question, that that's my prayer, that God make it clear what you want CNT to be. You know what it's, how you've used it to date. How do you want to use it in the future? Hmm, I love that. So after 54 years of marriage, let, let's just talk about that for a minute. Because you know, one of the things that Martha and I have noticed is that, of course, marriage was meant to be the fabric of society. It was supposed to be the, things that, the thing that held things together. And you guys have seen in your, in your lifetime the, the really the major attacks on marriage and, mm-hmm. and the, the, um, just the, the, really it's a decimation of marriage. And you've seen how your members of your Christian network teams, as they go through a divorce, the heavy impact on their businesses, the heavy impact on them spiritually and physically and emotionally. You, what's, what have Ken and Artie Johnson done to keep their marriage fresh over these 54 years? Artie, you start. Well, first off, we are committed to each other. And I think that's honoring to God is it's a commitment. We committed our lives to Jesus. We committed our lives to each other. And so it really is not an option that we would, uh, even though sometimes we don't like each other, 
And sometimes we have harsh words with each other. And sometimes we don't understand what the other one's thinking or saying. Mm -hmm. But commitment is there. And both of us are very happy that we had opportunity to meet Charlie Jones, Charlie Tremendous Jones, early in our marriage because he had some one-liners that were just fabulous. And one of his lines was, it's commitment. <laughs> I said, commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you do feel that way. But um, I think because we both have come up in Christian homes and know the value and the importance of obeying Christ, it, it doesn't make it hard. Mm. Kim, what about you? What do you think? What are you, what are you doing? to keep, You're the spiritual leader of the household. 54 years. What are you doing to keep it fresh? Well, uh, being sensitive to what Artie's needs are and whatnot. I've learned learning a lot this past year. She, probably since we saw you, uh, you broke your leg. Mm. And uh, decorating. Kickboxing? Kickboxing. Kickboxing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> decorating for Christmas outside and oh. off a bench. But since then, she had uh, compression fractures in her back. Mm. Oh so she was totally laid up and uh so i had to learn to do some new things and what you know on better understanding what my role is to uh in the mending process uh, that she is because she's always she's the nurse <laughs> so she's always uh, treating whether me or the kids sure uh, they're they're always ringing in uh for advice so it put it on the other it gives you a whole new perspective of not only what your spouse the the whole that is gone when your spouse is yeah. laid up, but yeah. also, the, you know, how you need to sometimes be stretched pretty thin uh, to make up for that as well. Correct. Do you, do you so. speak about that with your um, men in your group at all? Do you do you encourage them in their marriages? Does that ever come up? Yeah, I I, I think it does. Uh, not by design necessarily, but but just by uh, it happens. Mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. That uh, you you know someone will ask a question or. Of another person, but uh, I think it comes across though, just by the sharing at the table sometimes. Sure. What what they may say, and uh, um, that that someone else will say and mm -hmm. identify with it, or he'll give testimony to something he and his wife have done, and it's the aha mm -hmm. to the other ones. And, uh, well, and, and you know that they're dealing with marriage issues because you can't be married without having issues. No. I mean, I mean, so I mean, that's one of those things where. Boy, I, I think you can't ever miss having a conversation about that. You could use that idea for next week and I won't next month and I won't even charge for passing on that <laughs> idea. <to you. laughs> All right. So in your own personal walk with the Lord, what are you doing to keep your walk with the Lord fresh? Ken Johnson from Christian Network Teams. What are you doing mm -hmm. to keep that walk fresh even after all these years of walking with him? Well, uh Artie will laugh at this, but I was exposed to the Founders Bible mm -hmm. several years ago. And that is tremendous. The Founder's Bible. It's, it's the, the Word of God, and David Barton's mm -hmm. got uh, all his stuff in there. But you read a, anywhere in the Bible, and there will be a, an article or something about one of our founders that relates to that portion of Scripture. And uh, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I think I would uh, sell Founder's Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've sold a few inadvertently by yeah, telling people yeah. about it, right? People are calling the listener line right now. How do I get a Founder's Bible? Well, you can look on. Unfortunately, you can look online at that A word, and they can probably find you. Yeah, foundersbible.com. Oh, foundersbible.com. Yes. Good. Yeah. They don't have to go to the that yeah. other place that right. starts with an A. Artie, what about you? What are you doing to keep your faith fresh every day? 
Well, we've always uh, each had devotions in the morning, first thing. Um, we don't usually do it together, but we uh, have, I have used Oswald Chambers' book, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, for a number of years. I thought this year I should be a little, maybe try something different, mm-hmm. but it wasn't long, and I was back to, I was doing two or three of them, but pretty soon I just settled on My Utmost, and uh, and that was another little clip that Charlie Jones used to say. He said, you know, the Bible is the Word of God, but Chambers puts a little butter and jam on it. Oh, yeah. You can always have There's a little so butter and there. jam. All right, ChristianNetworkTeams.com, ChristianNetworkTeams.com. Who is a perfect candidate, a perfect member for Christian Network Teams, Ken Johnson? Well, I believe it would be anyone that's uh, running a business, operating a business, or responsible for a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones that have that platform, and uh, they are great candidates and uh, maybe hadn't thought this way, but uh, it can be of help to them in so many ways, mm-hmm. business-wise, spiritual, spiritual attitude, and the whole work. Accountability. Accountability. I mean, yeah, that's a big one. It's a big part of it. Hmm. All right, very good. Ken and Artie Johnson, thank you so much for hosting us in your home here in Finlayson, Minnesota, right here on Pine Lake. From Christian Network Teams, Ken and Artie, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the privilege. Our pleasure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Can't wait for dessert. <laughs> Just wait. We're going to get Minnesota dessert after this. <laughs> Check them out online, christiannetworkteams.com, christiannetworkteams.com. You can start a division right near you, christiannetworkteams.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.